Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. John Cena has returned to SmackDown. You can't see us except right here on the Russell Talk podcast channel. I'm your host, Tempest, alongside my lovely co-host, Sat E. Niangi. It is Sat E. Day. We are the House of the Black Mask. House of the Black Mask. Comment on the section if you like the name. Join the house. This is a new house. We're about to drop the sickest mixtape you've ever seen. We're the best team of all Wrestle Talk. Join the house. House of the Black Mask. That's what we are. Yeah. Yeah, yo, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah. Everything you're worried about having a black person to wrestle talk is happening. Yes. <laughs> stereotype, stereotype. Yo, 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 you know us, you know. We're down with OPP. Hey, you know it's me and it's Tempest. So what's causing all this? Well, when we review SmackDown, the house always wins. John Cena has returned, and that is what we're kicking off our show today with, because not a lot happened on this SmackDown. Some stuff happened. We'll get into it. But the most monumental news on this show was the return of John Cena. It was previously announced that John Cena would be returning for the December 30th episode of SmackDown, but now we know what he is going to do. So... We'll take you through the events that led up to this throughout the show because we had the opening bit of Sami Zayn and the Usos arriving at the building. This, of course, was meant to be Sami Zayn's big coming out party, his big night. He was going to be anointed Sami Uso or something. We never quite knew. But then later in the show, we had them backstage, Sami Zayn and the Usos. Sami Zayn's kind of nervous. He's pacing. He goes off to decompress. And the Usos are, they're, 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 they're communicating. And Jimmy is like, Man, I think you're setting Jay. Uh, I think you're setting Sammy up for disappointment. Jay's like, nah, it's gonna be a good night. It's gonna be a good night. But why? But why I would he say that? I don't know. I'm really curious. I don't know. Because then on the next segment, we got Jimmy coming to Roman Reigns, and he's like, hey, Roman, what's going on, big dog? What's going on, Tribal Chief? What you got planned for tonight? You can tell me. You can tell me who's come on. What what are we doing here? I think if you want to coronate Sammy Zayn here, Sammy Zayn's my dog. I'm all for it. But time. if you don't want to do that. Bloodline. If you don't want to do that, I love our family too. And if Sammy's mm. got too much of a connection with Kevin Owens and he just lets that hang there mm. and then he leaves. But this is the first time that we have seen Jimmy Uso taking the side opposite Sammy Zayn. Even if it's like real subtle, it's real little, it's a little thing. It's He's another hitting. wrinkle. It's a wrinkle in all of this. But what does Jimmy have against this whole thing now? You know, I think it is. You know how we talked about last week how the blood um, Solo knows. Yep. Jay knows. Mm-hmm. Jimmy doesn't know. Jimmy doesn't know. Jimmy doesn't know. That's why Jay's like, ah, stop, stop. Why is Jay like the happiest person? Like you'd think it's it's his son's birthday party. The way he's acting towards the, the guy that he once hated during the whole of the of the summer of summer months. But all of a sudden, he's like, yo, what, what do you mean? You're being you're being a little bit paranoid. Oh, he's gonna be a made man. And and for anyone that's seen Goodfellas, same thing happens to Joe Pecci's character. He felt a little bit nervous because he was gonna get a made man. But uh, spoilers, if you've seen Goodfellas. Skip this part ahead if you if you're not in Goodfellas because I don't want you to cry on the comment section. Been out for like thirty yes. years. You're, they're fine. Thirty years. Spoiler: Joe Pecci gets pow, 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 killed. 
It's murder. It's only a matter of time before we get the pow, 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 pow for the Sami Zayn character. Exactly. Here. So that's what we thought the whole show, the whole pow, 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 pow. So the only negative about later on what we're going to talk about is it, it kind of got abruptly stopped halfway through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, another wrinkle added into this whole Jimmy Uso bloodline thing because I mean, if you really want to psychoanalyze this whole thing, which we've been one to do on this channel because this storyline is awesome, Jimmy Uso was always the one on the outside of the Roman and Jay thing. If you want to go back to last year, yeah. so maybe Roman still does. If he trusts the other members of the family, maybe he trusts him to lose. I don't know. I don't know. There's something we can work with here. He has a handshake with Sami Zayn. So you can't trust a guy that has a handshake with a guy that you're not sure about being in a group because you you because Jimmy does have a history of like Jane falls in line all the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, Jimmy, during the summer months, was like, hey, this is great. I'm tag team champions. I don't really have an issue with Roman anymore. But at the same time, he knows that Jay, when he goes, Jay, jump. Jay goes, oh, man, how hard do I have to jump? With Jimmy, oh, God, do I have to jump that high? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You question him on it. And then someone will be like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think with Jimmy, it's like they're not sure they can let him in on the plan yet. Mm. They, yeah, but I think Jimmy let him know, hey, guys, just in case you were planning to do something i love my family more than i love the handshake and the, and the brother it's very interesting storytelling because then immediately after the commercial that was right here adam pierce gets summoned into roman reigns oh, locker adam room. pierce doesn't keep the same energy keep the same energy you have with bobby lashley roman reigns why is it like <laughs> even like paul Heyman? the only thing mr pierce what was up with Mr. Pierce? Why is, why is Heyman saying... Sorry, guys. If you haven't watched SmackDown, you're going to watch SmackDown. You're going to notice Heyman had this almost fetish of saying Adam Pierce's name. Pierce. Carl Pierce. I like, you don't speak... Why is he... You saw that, right? He doesn't get a lot of speaking lines anymore. He's got to make the most of the, the ones uh, that he well, wait, Give him less now. Just, just give him um, facial, you know... Facial speech because he kept saying Mr. Pierce. So Mr. Pierce shows up and then he gets talked into booking a match for December 30th on SmackDown of Roman and Sammy against Kevin Owens and a partner of his choosing. And they leave it at that. And then the main event segment, which was the catalyst of the, the lead topic here on SmackDown, the SmackDown podcast review SmackDown, they all come out. We're getting ready to find out what Sami Zayn's big moment is or what they're going to do. Roman Reigns is here on the show. Roman Reigns isn't on SmackDown that often. It's his first appearance since Survivor Series. And he say, boy, I haven't seen my family since War Games. Or we dominated War Games. And this was going to be Sami's night. Was. But then Kevin Owens popped up on Raw. I'm sick of Kevin Owens. We got to get rid of this guy. So on December 30th, it's going to be you and me against Kevin Owens and a partner his choosing, and then we're never going to see Kevin Owens again. Allegedly. Allegedly. And then Sami Zayn pipes in, and he says, yeah, man, Kevin Owens, he's a cancer. He betrays everybody. I was, I'm, I'm his only friend. Oh. 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 And you get the, yeah. the shots of the faces, and everybody's just kind of, like, Jimmy's kind of looking at him from under the brow, and like, it's oh, like, they all notice. It's like a diamond's been dropped, because... Like last, like I said last week, Roman Reigns' character is paranoid. Mm-hmm. So even like a wrong turn of phrase, you're like, you're still his friend. You lied to me. You're making me look like a fool. That's mm-hmm. the last thing Roman wants to look like, which is a fool. He doesn't want to look like a fool. And it, oh, it's just, it's very excellently staged and everything. Because at this point, Roman had kind of been walking around the ring, turning to face everybody, facing mm. the crowd and doing all this. But by the time Sammy starts talking, Roman's doing his typical standing facing the hard cam, head kind of down, not really paying attention and everything. But he says that, and the camera's just on Roman. Because you're looking at the mob boss who's now just heard one of his guys being just a little insubordinate. Just a little bit. And then watching Sammy backtrack to be like, I misspoke, I misspoke, I was his only friend. But at the time, you could still see everybody just kind of like, mm-hmm, we know what you said, Sammy, we know. We're all in on this now. And then at this point, we get cut off by a human cartoon character on the screen. John Cena makes his return to WWE programming on the big screen saying that Kevin Owens had texted him, which I guess must have happened like 
15 minutes earlier. I guess so, I yeah. guess they, they turned this out, yeah. around real quick. They had to call Kevin Owens, let him know this match was on, and then Kevin Owens like, all right, who can I finally call? Who 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 is on my list of contacts here that will take a call from me that I haven't turned on? Yeah. I guess John Cena was at the top of that list, yeah. and he was sending him emojis, many of which seemed inappropriate. There was an eggplant and a peach in there, and I don't know what they're trying to insinuate, but... John Cena goes down through this promo and he says that this is going to be the first match or the first year rather that he didn't have a match, a calendar year that he wouldn't have had a match since his debut. And he's like, well, the year's almost over. So on the last SmackDown of the year, we're going to have the first match of John Cena in 2022. Ho, ho, holy S word. And they bleep it and they throw a graphic on screen. Holy shiznit. This man... <laughs> This meant like if you hated the uh, the John's the JBL is poopy era of John Cena, if you hated his promo against John Laurinaitis and everything where he was just calling him a loser and saying go puck yourself oh, and all anyway, that. Loser. loser. Yeah, that that it. whole bit. That era of John Cena was on full display here. And I mean it popped me because it was just such a a, a hard right turn away from everything else that we had seen on, on this segment. Yeah. You go from a real, like, serious, mafia, yeah. serious mob boss type thing to just John Bugs Cena. Bugs Bunny just crashed the set of Goodfellas. What is, like, uh, it was mind-blowing. But we did confirm that we will be getting Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn against Kevin Owens and John Cena on December 30th, the final SmackDown of the year. That's a pretty big match. Like, for, like usually Michael Cole would drive it into people's brain. First time ever, John Cena and KO teaming up, I assume. I would have to imagine so. I think Face Owens is during the period of time when Cena was on sabbatical. Yeah. And I want to add a wrinkle of, of, to the storyline. Uh, Sami Zayn got told to get a haircut, so I assume he might get a Jey Uso haircut. Nope. He got a ponytail just like Roman Reigns. He yeah. got a little man bun. Yeah, he got yeah. a man bun like Roman. Because I looked at Roman when he had his head down, and then Sami had his head down. And I was like, oh, nice. Mimic your mimic Roman. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what does a narcissist like the most? People, you know, bowing down to him like a god. Like, yes, yes. That was a good little... Close it by. was a nice little mm. thing. But, like, it did... This return of John Cena did sort of cut through the tension and the drama of yeah. this segment. Yeah. We didn't get the oh. big character moment or the seismic shift or anything like that. No coronation. We were, no coronation. No Sammy Uso. No nothing like that. Maybe that'll come in a couple of weeks when they have the match. But for one segment on this show, it... it set up something else, but it didn't really pay anything off for this week. And that's fine. Not every show needs to pay everything off. But that is where we left things. Now, I ask you, fine satiny Angie, do you think this John Cena return is going to be like a one-off match? Or is he going to have like an entry in the Royal Rumble, perhaps? Is he going to get jumped after the match and have that be whatever storyline they do to lead into a possible WrestleMania match? Or is this just, oh, he's going to do a big match and pop a number on the final show because Fox likes the ratings? Well, Mr. Tempest, thank you for the question. Uh, here's my answer. This is what I hope. Um, I think we ain't going to see Cena probably to the Royal Rumble. I think after the SmackDown match, they probably might uh, lose or end, but have that babyface victory of beating up the bloodlines, both of them, doing the stunner and doing the attitude adjustment and square off or shake hands or whatever because Kevin Owens is unpredictable nowadays but I do think uh, Cena will be in the Royal Rumble if he's wrestling for Wrestlemania I think he'll be in the Royal Rumble probably eliminate Fury then Fury mm -hmm. eliminate him back right. I miss the days of where the feud is kicked off from the Rumble that is like old school, right? I think we're going to see a lot more of that now this year with Triple H booking as mm. opposed to last year's Rumble which was just nothing <laughs> One day, you, because you're the king of doing video essays, you have to one day break down the minutiae of why uh, this past Royal Rumble that we had is arguably the worst. Because I, I was thinking of doing that, like, lap pro. Uh, no, I couldn't say last year because I wanted to do a video on, like, what makes a great Royal Rumble. Yes. But that would have had to come out before the Royal Rumble to catch all the YouTube algorithm stuff. Mm. But then I really wanted to include the 2022 Royal Rumble as an example of what not to do. Mm. And it just kind of got lost. And then we started doing video essays. So maybe with the semi-green content that we've got on WrestleTalk's main channel now, maybe we can work something in for January. Yeah, you heard it here. 
The Maybe. house. Always. Let us know if you want a video like that in the comments. The house always wins, and the house always knows what's going on. So John Cena's back. We'll see. It'll probably be a fun main event in a couple weeks' time. I'm going to be in Canada, so I may or may not watch it, but I'll watch it back in due time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You know it's all about your balls! Manscaped, baby! You know it's time to shave your balls! Manscaped, baby! Manscaped is the name. Performance package is the game. Lawn Mower 4.0. Waterproof cordless deal the show. Great deal. 20% off your order from your friends. Here at WrestleTalk, we love thee. Use the code WTTV. Free international shipping. You even get yourself two free gifts with the weed whacker for your nose. Because it's not just about your balls. Manscaped, baby. You know it's time to shave your balls. Treat yourself, baby. That's right, you can get 20% off your order and free international shipping at manscaped.com forward slash WTTV. That's 20% off your order, free international shipping, manscaped.com forward slash WTTV. So now we will start with the show from the beginning. Because this show, aside from the entrance to the building of Sami Zayn and the Usos, this show kicked off with the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match of Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox taking on damage control. This was an interesting match. I got a question for you before you yes. begin. Would you say <laughs> Sorry. Tempest is recovering from his, you know, Canadian flu? Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Uh, my question to you is, do you feel like this matchup was a huge improvement than what we've been getting during the summer? Uh, I don't know if I would say it's a huge improvement. I mean, it's a match with with stakes. There's uh, there's titles on the line. That's better than nothing. It at least advances some things. But 
My my viewpoint on this match mm. is that you don't have hardly any women's tag teams here. Nope. So if I was them, I would probably because they just set up this tag match like a week ago. Mm-hmm. Out of they, nowhere. Out of nowhere. Liv Morgan and Tegan debuted two weeks ago as a team, and then last or like three weeks yeah, ago, whatever it was. Well, the save happened. They had a tag yeah. match. The first and only tag match. Then they got number one contendership. Then yeah. Tegan Knox is like, wow, I get title shots quicker with this partner than my last <laughs> one. <laughs> I mean, that's not saying much. But I would have probably built this up a little bit more. Like have have some sort of storyline, just build it up another couple weeks. Because like you on that. damage control doesn't have other things to do as tag team champions because there are just no teams. That's because the plans for the team they could have feud with is fell apart. I think it's them scrambling. If you follow, you know, WrestleTalk.com and you watch the news and, and the reviews and so forth, you you know about the behind the scenes stuff. They were hoping to get Naomi and Sasha Banks back and it hasn't happened. So is that was the main nugget of like of trying to entice them back right here's now the women's tag team championship it means something because the whole team that has it sure. and then the, the baby face team that had it in the beginning and then lost it well stripped of it can come back and say hey we're the real champions unfortunately it hasn't happened i think they're hoping to do it probably either after royal rumble or set up um no after survivor series or set up during survivor series the match but again, they don't have a plan B, and this is what we're getting, unfortunately. Yeah. So this match itself was, it was fine. It was a fine match. You had Liv Morgan, who's just extreme. Queen of extreme, guys. She, she's extreme. And by extreme, I just mean doesn't know how the rules work anymore. Because she tried to use a kendo stick in this match, and Tegan Knox had to be like, no, we'll lose. Don't do that. And then she just, oh yeah, and dropped the stick. And you know what? On. Yeah, yeah, we're making jokes about it. I'd rather she does this than what she was doing before, where she was like, I'm an underdog who loses all the time, but I'm going to get there one day. That whole mm-hmm. Becky feud, I'd rather this live. Even though we're making fun of it, at least it's material. It's something compared to what she was before, which was like a wet drip of, of a character. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. like when you look at the SmackDown women's division, she is at the top end of it mm-hmm. in terms of character and in terms of whatever, but... Mm. Still don't think it's very good. It's, yeah, I know. know <laughs> it's, it's just she is extreme. That's um, that's yeah. the full stop. I but, rather laugh than, than I rather laugh than do this. Ah, oh, she's doing yeah. that promo again because she was doing that. We're You'd not, rather laugh than cry. Yes, thank you. Because she used to cry a lot as well. That's yeah. that used to be a character trope of Liv Morgan. She's gonna cry after losing a match. Mm-hmm. But now, it, at least I believe that she's they, she's like a Darby esque character. She's not the biggest in a person in a fight but she's willing to put her body on the line to get some results and I'd rather that character development than what we used to what, what we were getting before she became women's champion or during her time as women's champion where she was a deluded champion because you're like you didn't win the title fairly so I'd rather this queen of extreme yeah quite extreme but it's better yeah. than nothing so there, there was at very least there was a good near fall in this match where Tegan hits the shiniest wizard and then Dakota has to come in and break it up. I like that moment. And then Bailey got involved a little bit on the outside, and then we got a hooded figure come in. Dexter Loomis. No, no, wait, wait. No, nope. that's a different storyline. That's Sorry. a different show. And then there's, we had a hooded figure come in and attack. Uh, she uh, attacks. Uh, what's her name? Tegan Dakota. Knox. Yeah, Tegan Knox. Was it Dakota? Uh, it doesn't matter. Oh wait, sorry. No, no, no. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Tegan. Yeah, that would be weird. They all got colorful yeah. here. Oh my goodness. Yeah, hooded figure attacks Tegan Knox, throws her back in the ring. Io Sky, I call her Io Shirai in the edited review, but what can you do? I mean, he calls, the, he calls Gunther Walter. Just call them by their cooler names. Anyway, hits her awesome moonsault, retains the title. And for about 15 minutes, I was like, ooh, hooded figure. Maybe we're getting a, a, another return, a, a heel turn possibly. Someone coming in that can add some intrigue to this uh, fairly lifeless division. And I was pumped for 15 minutes. And then we find out on Twitter, a lame ass Twitter social media v- video that it was just Zia Lee. I didn't mind the usage of Zia Lee. The only issue is, the only issue is, it seemed like it's like a one week arc to build this uh, non-existent rival between her and Tegan yeah. for the gauntlet that got announced for next week. So why was she under a hood? Because she didn't want to be seen. I mean, fair. I mean, I, I, I don't want to be seen in, in this uh, division either, but like, 
if <laughs> she's funny. if she's going to be revealed later yeah. on the same show. I know, right? And it isn't some big payoff like no. a turn or a debut no. or whatever. Why could Zaylee not just have attacked her? <laughs> Why was she in disguise? Listen, there's there's many questions I've been asking, asking this week. Like, for example, we're, we're, we're SmackDown review, but I feel like this is the same symptom. Where I was Lashley fired and then on Twitter, wherever he was rehired again. There yeah. is something going on. There is, I feel like, not not to be a conspiracy theorist looking, I feel like there's like a weird creative power struggle going on because the left hand and the right hand don't know what's going on. Because it went from being a cohesive, yet yeah. polite, yet inoffensive wrestling show to uh, we're going to pay off a week of storyline in, in a day. And if, on Twitter, too. Yeah. Like you know. said, you're excited. But then again, okay, let's just say next week you find out it was Zia Lee. Would you, would you have been disappointed? I mean, yeah. It's not going to be good either way. But I'm thinking, like, maybe there's something to, like, they do this to pop the live crowd, and then they don't give the live crowd the answer that would have gotten a lower reaction. Uh, it's confusing, but I feel like it was, it was a good usage because they haven't used her in a while. For me, I'm all about wrestlers were underused to the point where no one cared anymore. I care about this because she was involved with main event players that pe fans care about. The only way you can get someone to care about, you know, yeah, who? Damage control, they're, they're main eventers. Being associated in that I don't match. think she's going to be, though. I think damage control goes and does her own thing, and now she's just feuding with Tegan. We, we, and Tegan needs some wins. What you do is I, and it's quite hard. I don't she's, know, she's bro. She's got a job. I know she's got a job to do. She's she's on the show. They're not really using her much, and now they've given her a reason to use her. And then you know she used to be a protector, but now she's not been protecting her own position. It, it's my same problem that I had with the Shotzi push for Survivor Series, where it's just like, yeah, if you want to do this with Zaylee, that is totally fine, mm. and I am on board with giving Zaylee something else to do. Give her some effing wins to lead into something like this so it's not just oh the person who hasn't won a match all year it's true <laughs> yeah booking oh, oh, oh. is killing me no let me resuscitate you come back alive yeah where's Aaliyah apparently she's, she's not she's healed she can she? I heard she was hurt I heard she was Still? like hurt worse yeah and she wasn't due back or whatever maybe she's healed maybe they just don't have creative plans for her i don't know either way i would like the people to apologize to me for their <laughs> takes about that whole situation anyway anyway we'll move on swiftly swiftly <laughs> because we then had some poor pacing but aside from the nitpick of poor pacing we had la knight and Bray Wyatt having the next chapter in their thing. Mm -hmm. I don't want this to be a super negative uh, SmackDown review, uh, but it might end up that way, unfortunately. Don't worry, I'll still be positive because I see some good Mr. things about Bright it. Mr. Brightside over here, Mr. Mr. Positivity. Brightside, I love it, that's me. So, for the sake of, of the linear storytelling happenings on this show, we, said, uh, we were told that we would find out what happened to LA Knight next, and then we got a Ricochet promo, like a video package, mm. and then a Bloodline video package, and then we had the Sami Zayn and the Usos backstage bit, mm. and then we found out what happened to LA Knight, so sort that out. But LA Knight, they, they were sent QR code footage of LA Knight backstage last week after he was abducted. And he's he's wearing the the weird not Uncle Howdy kind of Uncle Howdy mask, and he's backstage. He's got duct tape over his mouth, and there's a projector showing images of like wolves and stuff on the background. And the 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 presumably Uncle Howdy is the going, captor. He's going. Shh, 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 shh. It was like, creepy. It was like the Dark Knight. It was like now we're gonna see how crazy Batman's made smack. No, down. so you you, you say Dark Knight. I feel of Heidenreich and Michael Cole. If you know oh, what dear. I mean. Uh, I yeah. prefer the Dark Knight. Yeah, personally. yeah, but listen, there was some some weird inappropriate touching going on, and I was like, "Oh no, leave him alone, yeah. leave the poor boy alone." And then afterwards, inexplicably, he escaped. So really, somehow. yeah, we never found out how we got out of that situation because <laughs> it cut to him walking down to the ring, right? Yeah, it cut to him backstage. So he's like, "Wait, so wait, so you got taped, throat? How did you get free? Like, how did you like, get, like, you know? It's you know, they always say, like, you need to, when you're screenwriting and everything, you need to think about what happens 15 seconds after the camera turns off, like, after the scene ends, what happens after that. I feel like they didn't do that here. Nah. They didn't think about what happened after the guy was just like, oh, shh, 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 shh. Yeah, shush, that's shush, what shush, happened. Shush. <laughs> Guys, you get, you get, you get to read that, but that's what happened. Yes, 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 yes. You do, Brian. You really do. 
Again, Joker reference. Love the Dark Knight. So L.A. Knight walks to the ring. He got a really good promo, I thought, I on, on Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Kind of talking up Bray Wyatt's actual wrestling credentials, saying that he's a former WWE champion. He's one of the people, he's like one of the most, uh, I don't remember the exact ver- verbiage, but he was like, you're one of the biggest WWE stars of all time. Mm-hmm. And your, re- your latest return was one of the most talked about ever. But I swear to God, I'm tired of getting jumped every time my back is turned. So you come down here and I'm going to stomp you out. Actually, parts of the promo was actually talking negatively about what his return's been like. It mm-hmm. almost sounded like yeah. the people that don't like his return is like, you're talking in circles. You never get to the point. <laughs> you never get to the point. Yeah. You, you, and, and he did a, a, a funny impression of Bray Wyatt too. And cause it was a hot Chicago crowd, by the way, it's a hot Chicago crowd. Mm-hmm. Everyone's saying, yeah, yeah. And then towards the end, LA Knight channeled his inner Ric Flair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. He he in the. Like, I think he was happy that he had a hot crowd that knows yeah. his catchphrase. They know to say yeah when he talks. But yeah, I love the fact that he was kind of channeling the negative uh, critique of Bray's return. Not everyone's been happy with his return because it's kind of been like since he's come back, he hasn't done much. He's been you know speaking in circles, uh, the, the creepy mask, the hey creepy stuff. I grew up on creepy Undertaker getting locked into a, in a casket by twelve guys and going to heaven. I grew up on creep. I grew up in a new generation of the World Wrestling Federation. So for me, I don't mind it. I grew up on Papa Shango. I grew up on Ministry Undertaker. So when people say, oh, no spooky stuff, it's Bray Wyatt. It's 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 a flavor of ice cream that some people like. I, I like it. I don't mind it because I know you, you, you like things being in reality, but it's wrestling. It's not really reality. It's fantasy, guys. You're giving me that look. That you don't you disagree with No, I, I, I agree that there are different flavors of this mm-hmm. and everyone has different favorite flavors of this. This Mm. is not mine, but every once in a while, depending on how it is done, I I am tolerant and even like it sometimes on occasion. However, this was not one of those days because, because we had Mm. Bray Wyatt then came out and he's like, I haven't touched you, man. Even though he did headbutt him to start this whole thing, Mm -hmm. regardless. I haven't touched you, man. It wasn't me. We both know how this story is going to end. And he goes to get in the ring, and LA Knight just jumps him. Did he really? I feel like he took his time. I think he's... Oh, he definitely took his time. He was offering himself up to be beaten up. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like Bray's been in his business for too long. He's a, a, what, second... He's a third-generation wrestler. Mm -hmm. He knows how it goes. Like he said, we know where this is going. He put his head in it. He kind of opened up for himself to get beaten up. A little bit. Uh, but he does. He gets beaten up. He gets pounded in the corner. Gets beaten down, stomped, and then the screen starts flickering and everything. And then we get Uncle Howdy pops up on screen. He's like, "You want to see something really scary? Uh, really scary? Uh, little pig, little pig, little pig. What have you done? What have you done?" And more Uncle Howdy nonsense. And it stops. And LA Knight continues putting the boots to Bray. Mm. And I, I thought I saw like a few times that Bray was kind of like laughing at it, it a was, little bit, was, like he was, yeah, yeah, he was yeah, smiling yeah. through mm. this and laughing at it. And then we get music, we get light and everything. And then we get Uncle Howdy himself coming out, who is a different person than Bray Wyatt now, mm-hmm. seemingly confirmed. Mm-hmm. They could retcon this and make it a suicide type thing from TNA, you know, where <laughs> they just took the guy that was under the suicide uh, mask every time. It's <laughs> like, nah, that's not him. See, yes, look, yeah, there they yeah, are at the same time. Yeah. You know, that, that sort of thing. But... Uh, he comes out, and I thought the presentation of Uncle Howdy was really hokey here. It was. Because he was doing, like, I didn't have a problem with, like, he comes out, and he's kind of like, woohoo, like, <laughs> kind of like like Arthur Fleck Joker from, like, the Joker movie, just kind of coming out, doing a little, little dance. He's animated, kind of does one of these with his hat and everything. But it was the laugh over the house mic. That started before he started pantomiming his laugh. Yeah. And then for like two minutes, he sat there just going. And, and then, um, <laughs> then there's the slack critique. So there's an awkward shot of when, I don't know if Bray knew if he was on camera or not. So there's a, there was a point where Bray was staring into the space. 
trying to figure out what's going on as in like what's his cue because he was laughing with it I think he in the beginning Bray was laughing along with Uncle Howdy I, for, I think with Bray it was more vindication than anything mm-hmm. it's kind of like I told you it wasn't me ha 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 and at one point he kind of looked stared in the space and then you had LA Knight kind of confused what's going on he's like oh, I'm gathering F this but I love how they've been booking a in LA Knight a lot of yeah. people are complaining like oh Bray's first few should be with someone else or LA Knight's just still news establishing himself but it's like what's a better way of establishing yourself against the, one of the biggest wrestlers of the company, I don't, I don't, I don't see see anything negative about a new character. Like we're getting to know LA Knight through this feud, and then he he is a guy who, despite spooky stuff happening to, still hasn't given up. That for me showing some babyface fire that reminds me of '96 Austin, where you shouldn't be this gallant I when you're here. That- in this segment, I hadn't thought that to this point, but in this segment, I was like, he's kind of coming across as a babyface to me. Mm. I I don't know. I... He's not a chicken shiznit hill. He's not <laughs> running away. Like even in the end, I think he left more like I'm tired of this crap. I'm like yeah. ah, kind of like next week he'll be like both of you will get these hands. Mm-hmm. He will not adhere to kayfabe. He will not acknowledge That's the I spookiness. Love that this is this is for me is the best part of the storyline. I feel like this storyline I would have probably crapped on the storyline if it was a case of like the pantomimes being scared. Oh, oh. If you then, got the Seth Rollins, yes, like, exactly. You either get that or you get LA Knight, who's like it's like being in a horror film. He's the jock. He's like you know when you're watching a horror film because you know the genre is a horror film. He doesn't know he's in a horror film, so he's he's acting like I don't you know care the, the spooky stuff. I'm gonna smack. You and I love that for me. I love the dynamic. Had him been a bit scared, I would have been like, Yeah, I'm tired of this. He's he's now scared of his own skin, like in his own skin. He's now paranoid. He can't drink coffee. You know, you know, that whole shakes. Mm-hmm. What we would, would like would be funny if you get maximum male models to help him out in the situation. <laughs> See, they could be scared by it. That'd be, yeah, scary. like he needs something. Someone, some people made a joke that Eli Drake should help LA Knight in this feud, <laughs> and Max Dupree should come out of retirement as well and uh. help. Yeah. 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 Same page. Uh it like, yeah, teach their own. I I if you if you are into this sort of thing, that is totally fine. I just I have not seen enough out of this Uncle Howdy bit to make me excited to see it. And this is the first time we've seen him on camera. Corporal so I yes, I am willing to Go along with it a little bit longer. Yeah, stay on the train. I'm not getting off the train yet. You know why? This is what I would say to people, yeah? But they need e- to get to that destination. Everyone, everyone's entitled to complain. Like, free reign. This is my mindset. We could be having Roman versus Brock Lesnar 86 times now. Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'd, rather, I'd is, rather have this yeah, than exactly. that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm not poo-pooing this. Because I'm like... I rather this is different. I don't know where this is going. It's great that I, I can't go, oh, I know it's going to happen next. Even though we did talk about the fact that Uncle Howdy could be a separate entity from Bray. We were right about that. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we People have been saying that we've been doing good at character uh, you know, analyzing. We're like profilers here. Here in the house of the Black Mask, we profile really well on character development. But yeah, I, I'm excited about this. It could, be, it could be, again, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns again. I'd rather this than, you know, crappy storylines we had early in the year so yeah. I don't mind it. It, it once we get to the finish of the storyline then we can judge it at the moment it's still like it's still a ride yeah I, I think my thing with it at this point is it has been three months now since we've seen Uncle Howdy for the first time and I still do not know what he wants I don't know the the motivation for Uncle Howdy and if you just told me that just tell me what his character synopsis is beyond creepy dude with mask then i might be on board a i think is the timing of when the character debuted i think uh everything would will will unravel around the wrestlemania season i think that's when things will get ramped up it's because we're not there yet they have that's to so pro- long though now i'm saying from the rumble onwards because obviously it has to be LA, la Knight versus bray Wyatt at the royal rumble now it can't be a random episode of smackdown even though it would be a quicker case of of bray finally wrestling but i want to save this match for the rumble or weirdly enough more characters come and then now be Bray teaming up with LA Knight versus the spooky, spooky Wyatt Six members. We'll see. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Let us know what you think about Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy and all that in the comments. Let me know that I'm wrong. It's fine. I can take it. Oh, he always oh, right, because there's some people that agree with you. That's yeah. that's the beauty of Wrestle Talk. There's opinions for everyone's got an opinion. Share it. Share those opinions. Share them.
We then had our highly anticipated Intercontinental Championship match between Walter and Ricochet. From Las Vegas, apparently. Yeah. Interestingly. Isn't enough. he from Kentucky? I don't know. Did he move? Apparently moved to Las Vegas now. That's the thing. Hence why the promo for me in Las Vegas now makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this match. This match. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a very good match. Mm-hmm. This was ve- I mean, you could put Walter and Ricochet against each other. And you know that you are going to get like a four out of five match guaranteed. Because that that, that is their floor. Mm-hmm. They will not have a worse match than that. Nope. Unless you really sabotage the booking somehow. They did some really fun stuff here. Ricochet got a really good near fall that really popped the crowd. He hit a shooting star press, and those Chicago fans were into it. Perfect crowd for this match. Perfect crowd for this match. And it didn't, for me, and maybe this is where people are going to say that I'm a hater and all that, and I'm too negative and whatnot. I didn't think that this match got to the next level that we had kind of said that we'd hoped it would a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Because they did this whole tournament to have this match. Mm-hmm. And when you have a whole tournament worth of matches mm. to build up to this, I felt like this probably should have been the main event. Yes. Probably should have been given like 20 minutes to just go absolutely nuts. Give them all the bells and whistles, like have them kicking out of moves and going the full distance. Have Ricochet really have that big underdog performance that we said we wanted him to have. Mm-hmm. That kind of main roster defining performance for him. And I don't think we got that. Instead, we just got a very good match, which I don't want to poo-poo a very good match because this was by far the best thing on the show, I thought. Mm. But it also was slightly disappointing for me. I I hear what you're saying because I feel like they were ramping up the intensity with Ricochet. took off his wrist tape, started striking uh, Gunter or Walter to this guy. Um, And then he got stopped, powerbomb, kicked out of the powerbomb, Shane's toughness. Then he got hit with the last symphony and that was the end of the match. Mm -hmm. Had it gone another 10 minutes ramping up the emotions, then it would have been a great classic for Ricochet. But they didn't reach the heights. And this is what I was kind of worried about with Ricochet winning the World Cup. We asked, is Ricochet being renewed? And I was like, uh, we'll he, see. He's a stopgap towards the real match they want to do, which is Braun Strowman versus <sighs> Gunter at the Royal Rumble, which I assume is going to happen. And I also assume Gunter's going to win. You have to see the, 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 the yeah, there's rumors that Brock Lesnar's going to challenge, is going to face Gunter. It might be for the Intercontinental title, maybe not, non title, who knows? He's not going to lose the. He's, I refuse. He's not going to lose the title. But yeah, it was a good match. And then after the match, Braun! After Imperium, you know, start, you know, congratulating Ricochet with foot, <laughs> foot in his face. Braun comes out, saves the day. Him and Ricochet shaking hands, both congratulating each other. Going, they both go to the same barbers, same mm-hmm. hairstyle and, and so forth. And yeah, now next week, Miracle and Faithful Street Fight. Imperium versus Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Ricochet's going to play the part of Braun's little buddy in the feud, maybe. That was the thing to me. Because I thought, again, this was a very good match. You had Ricochet taking off his wrist tape, which I thought was really interesting because he's never really been like a striker. No. It's never been his game. But you can see him having to resort to a different kind of strategy just to maybe try and get Walter off his game or, or whatever. It was a good, nice little touch, I thought. And then Walter chops him, cuts him off, hits the power bomb. He kicks out. Very good near fall. Hits the last symphony. Wins. Good match. I would have liked a little bit more, but good match. Imperium then comes out. They put the boots to, to Ricochet. They sand him up. They want to beat him down a little bit more. And then the focus of this whole thing was put onto Braun Strowman. And I just fundamentally disagree with that choice. Not just because it was Braun Strowman, who I am not a big fan of, but you did this whole tournament, Mm. this like long tournament with loads of matches. Mm -hmm. And they put the tournament final in the main event, Mm -hmm. gave it pyro, gave it the trophy, went all the way with the presentation. I was so impressed with that. Yep. And then the title match isn't even a main event. Nope. And not only is the title match, not a main event, but neither of the people in that match are the focus coming out of it. Nope. And that, to me, just feels like a massive waste of this past month and a half that we have spent on this tournament. Because you you will get some very good matches out of it. Mm. I will absolutely recommend the Ricochet and Santos Escobar final match to mm-hmm. people that haven't seen it. But otherwise, it feels like it was just kind of like 
spinning tires and being on a treadmill and nobody really got anywhere further because they were in it, which to me is really disappointing. It's sad, but I agree. Everything you're saying is, is not wrong. I can't defend it. The only thing I can say is, hey, at least we got a tournament out of it. And we got, <laughs> that's, why, that's why I see it. Because everything you're saying is true. That's what I was worried about because there's, like you're saying, there's no consequence of that victory. Now this yeah. victory is, now it's going to be a trivia question that hardly anyone will remember. Right. Like, because I don't want to get lost into the, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of like, oh, it's just matches for the sake of matches and everything. But like, there, there is a section of the wrestling fan base that will criticize a company like AEW for just putting on great matches for the sake of great matches, mm -hmm. right? Agreed. Which is a fair criticism at times, and other times it's like, well, great matches are great, and I'm not going to complain about seeing great matches. And mm -hmm. I don't want to complain about having seen a month's worth of great matches here on this show, because right. I would rather see that than what we were getting a year ago. But I also don't think it is unreasonable to ask for a little bit more than that. And have those great matches mean more at the end of all of it. And I don't feel like they did. So what would you have done different for it to mean more? I mean, I legit would have just done what we had pitched like two weeks ago. Have this be a main event match. Mm -hmm. I honestly would have swapped this in the John Cena return. I think that would have been a fine top of the Agreed. hour segment. Yeah. Have this match be in the main event. Have them go like 20, 25 minutes. Have Ricochet give everything that he's got. The best match of his WWE run so far have him kick out of the power bomb, have him kick out of chops, have him kick out of just like a huge clothesline, the splash, kick out of all the things except the last symphony because that's the move they're trying to get over and just have him be that guy that gets the standing ovation after the match from yeah. the people on his own, mm -hmm. not someone having to scrape him off of the mat and raise his arm because he needed saving. I just would have had this be about Ricochet as opposed to somebody else. I agree. I think they should have put uh, the Bloodline uh, segment on top of the hour. Mm -hmm. And then we see the consequence of the reaction of Cena's coming back and then Roman leaving in his like car or whatever because he's upset because, you know, it's unexpected. And then have the Intercontinental title as the main event. You're right. You, you could have done so many yeah. fun segments with that Roman and Sammy stuff. Like mm -hmm. they leave mm -hmm. after that segment and mm -hmm. Sammy's like in the back. It's like, yeah, but well, do, do we have pl something planned for me? And yeah. then they all kind of pissed off at him a little bit. Yeah. Like, this isn't about you right now. Mm -hmm. We got other things to worry about. Something like that. I don't know. It made me laugh if it's going to be a recurring thing of him being made, but it doesn't get, they get, mm -hmm. get to it because yeah. something always interrupts them. So we only have a few more segments and matches. There wasn't a lot of wrestling on this show, aside from like you had your opening women's tag match, then mm -hmm. this match, and then another match that we're going to get to very shortly. But not a lot going on on this show. Uh, and you could tell the Pete Quinnell special, he's no longer here. Rest in peace, Pete Quinnell. <laughs> Rest in Pete. He always had the theory that if they play the full SmackDown intro, that means they're light on content for this show. And that was absolutely correct for this one, which is shocking because you could have just made the matches longer, but whatever. So we had uh, the Roman Reigns, Jimmy Uso segment, and then we had the Roman Reigns and Adam Pearce segment. And then we had a triple threat number one contenders match for the WWE Tag Team Championship. Yep. Which was the Viking Raiders against Legato Del Fantasma against Hit Row. Mm -hmm. Now, they did the rules where one person from each team was legal in this match, I as like opposed to sometimes yeah. where they would do just two of them and then a that. full team on the apron. I, I see merits of both. I, I, it's a lot easier to structure a match when there's only two people, but it does make a lot less sense mm -hmm. in the terms of wrestling and mm -hmm. everything. But... You get into this match, and it wasn't very long. Nope. And it spent about equal amounts of time being fun and being a complete mess. Because you had, like, really fun moments, like Legato Del Fantasma. They do, like, stereo dives off the corners to the outside. Really like that. I thought that was cool. You had the Viking Raiders kind of running wild with their big power spots. And then you had Top Dalla. And he I, looks great, but he lost nearly lost 100 a hundred pounds. Yeah, he's lost a lot of weight. Looks in great shape. I've been complimentary of Top Dollar a lot since he's returned, and even before that, I think he's got potential. Hundred ten percent. But boy, there is only going to be one thing that people are talking about about this match, and it's not Zelina Vega hitting a very nice moonsault to the outside because the women all got involved here. Zelina got involved, and then she got a big boot from B Fab, and then Valhalla got involved and took her out. They all went to the outside, and Zelina Vega hit a big moonsault, but no. It was Top Dollar trying to do a dive over the top rope. But not wait, 
he did try to do like a senton dive. That's what he tried to do, right? He tried to do. I think so. Because he, yeah. So what happened, guys? Right, uh, top dollar didn't get enough air. If you know what I mean, he didn't get enough height. His body catches the top rope as he goes over. Yeah. So you're right. So we don't know what he was going for because he could have been going for the trademark Undertaker Drew McIntyre leap over the top rope. Or that would he... be very ambitious. I will. I will say that. I'd rather do that than the Jeff Hardy Rob Van Dam, you know, senton style where you just you know Finn Balor does it as well when you just you know I disagree having done that I can't I I, I did that one I've done the Undertaker dive actually I have that's why I I am so terrified of the Undertaker dive because I just imagine going like dive into a pool and nobody catches you and that I got caught I yeah. got caught. I, I, I did the thing where I jumped. My my worries about getting caught on the ropes. So I did the whole yeah. thing of making sure I did I did the whole thing. I'd rather that than what you what you what you've done. Athletic guy right here. Look oh, at me. I so can, athletic. I can, this I can one. flip. I can flip. I'm flippy. I can't flip for nothing. <laughs> I can flip I can flip the bird, but I can't flip what he did. Yeah. So he tries to do possibly a a senton over the top rope of some sort. Ambitious. His his like whole body catches the top rope and he just doesn't make it. Like he, he got eliminated from the rumble. Yeah, he gets eliminated from the rumble and everybody takes the bump anyway. Yeah. And everybody is just kind of like, oh. He gets back in. I think he may have hurt himself on this one he because did. he was kind of grabbing at his leg, grabbing at his knee. And he gets back in the ring and he hits his uh like tag finisher where he does a side slam and Ashante hits a drop kick. I hit him. Finisher. It's it's whatever. It's it's whatever. And they get the win. And they're gonna face the Usos next week. Uh, it's tough. I don't want to speculate on this show, of course, because we have heard the reports this week that Triple H is underwhelmed by some people that had returned to WWE this year. Speculations! Speculation. There's only so many of those people. And I don't want to say that Hit Row are those people by any means because that is not based in any sort of fact. But this wasn't a good night for Hit Row. This wasn't a good. This wasn't a good match. It was just it, it had was its a moments. Match. It was like, a match. Yeah. But mm, this did not. Of the three teams involved in this match, I know I've been saying recently that like, oh, it's nice to see a little bit more steam put back on Hit Row since they were taken off TV. Yeah. Came back, attacked the Viking Raiders, all that sort of thing. Of these three teams, having watched this match, the one that I want to see the Usos face is the least is Hit Row, unfortunately. No, but you have to remember, this day, I, I see them as a fodder team. They're not the ones you're meant to take seriously. They're just uh, reps for what, what it should be. Viking Raiders versus the Usos at a Rumble. That's fine, but I don't know why the Viking Raiders can't then win this match and just spend more time building that. Because we are not patient people, because we complain about Bray Wyatt's storyline going for three months long. So they have to give us something in the meantime, and then when it gets to the Rumble, then give us Valhalla is here. It's true because if you okay, if no, you, I, if you I'm build... not I'm not going to disagree that that wrestling fans are a fickle, impatient bunch. For me, I can only speak for myself. Yes, I, ha- I have a much easier time dealing with the long wait of a storyline mm. when I can see the destination. Yeah, if true. they were to book the match right now of Viking Raiders versus Uso and say, that's at the Royal Rumble, I'm like, cool, that's at the Royal Rumble. We've got six weeks to build that up. And I'm well, if they looking- did that now. Yeah, like if they had won that match okay, right wow. here, mm. if they had won this match and they had set up Usos versus Viking Raiders and said that's the match for the Royal Rumble, I have no trouble staying invested for those six weeks because I can see what we're building to. With the with the thing with like Uncle Howdy and everything, I see nothing that we're building to. Nothing's been announced. Nothing's no. official. We're just like, okay, maybe next week we'll get an answer. I don't know. Would, that's where the difference is. This is what I would argue. Okay, let's just say it was Viking Raiders they won and it's for the Royal Rumble. Then that means up until the Royal Rumble, you won't believe any tag team has a chance of being the Usos because they, they ain't going to be challenging for the title. Or well, they, they don't do, need to defend the title between now and then, then. What are they going to do? Like, yeah, they do great storylines and great segments and great six-man tags or eight-man tags sometimes, but... That's all know, I need. Yeah, but there'll be other people who want tag team action. I don't know. They already got two belts. So it's kind of like, if, if they had one belt, Sure. But the tag team titles will be held hostage for like a full month without any sort of defense. Yeah. Okay. 
doesn't bother me as much. But then the only other thing that we had on this show was Raquel being backstage. They announced a women's gauntlet match Ooh, next week. Yes. I wrote down a list of names, which will include Emma Raquel Gonzalez. Or is it Rodriguez? She's Rodriguez. Going, she's Rodriguez now. Yeah. I, I, I knew I, I botched it. She, yeah, Rodriguez. And you got Tegan Knox, Liv Morgan, Queen of Extreme, Sonya Deville, and our hooded friend. She's part of the crew. She's now part of the House of the Black Mask. Zia Lee, you're in the group. Zia Lee's in the match as well. That for me is a huge improvement over the summer because we were complaining about the women's division. I mean, the inclusion of Tegan, the inclusion of Emma, because you, you just subtracted uh, Natalia and, and, Lacey Evans. and Lacey Evans. But yeah, not to say anything negative about these women. I'm just saying that it's a fresh faces in this match and it's not a, a, a retreat of the previous six pack challenge they've done with the women we mentioned that's no longer around at the moment. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the change. It's an improvement. It is an improvement. But we know we're going to win. We know who's going to win. One arm Rodriguez is going to win. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And uh, yeah, she said she's going to be in that gauntlet match. And then she gets stomped out. And uh, she didn't sell that elbow like it was broken. But it's just nitpicky stuff. I I realize that I have come across very negative about this episode of SmackDown. And I do want to make the point that there were definitely things on this show that I did enjoy. Like, it doesn't help that we went over all of those things at the start with the Bloodline stuff, because I thought that was the most intriguing thing on the show. And the Walter Ricochet match was by far the best wrestling on the show, mm. even though I still had my problems with it. But man, this didn't feel like the peak of SmackDown that it has been the last little while. Because nope. that pretty much brings us to the end of this, because we then had the whole Roman Reigns and the Bloodline and John Cena type thing that capped off the show that we opened with. And that puts a cap on my reviewing SmackDown for the year. And I'm sorry that it just wasn't the best show, I thought. I thought it was okay. I thought it was fine. I gave it a three out of five in my uh, in my edited review, but three I think out of it's five. a low three out of five. Three out of five has been Triple H's run since he's taken over with SmackDown. That's fine. Mm. Yeah. I feel like we've gotten a lot more like four and five out of five SmackDowns the last little while. That's because remember how bad it used to be. So you you chuck nice ratings as something that's an improvement as before. But I'm just saying that most weeks when he doesn't want to flex his gun or his creativity, it's, it's when I watch SmackDown, I never I never got always oh, a great show. You know, if with the bloodline around, I'm like, yeah, you know, that's a great segment. But usually the show's like, oh, it's fine, it's not bad. Women's division needs a little bit of help. It's fine, it's not bad. I don't know. They, they've they done a better show than this lately. I agree. You know, so I still, I gave it a three out of five. Like, if you spent your time watching it, like, it was, it was a fine way to spend a little bit of time watching some wrestling. But, like, I wouldn't recommend this show to anybody. Nope. It was just, it was fine. And actually, no, no, no. I, I would watch it for Uncle Howder. Uncle Howdy made an appearance. What's going on, guys? What's going on? Yeah. Now, watch the the John Cena cartoon at the end just See, because it's... we got two... Yeah, so tune in for those two things. Two wackadoodle things I mentioned on WrestleTalk News. You get Uncle Howdy and you get John Cena. <laughs> But that is going to bring our SmackDown podcast section of this to the close. So before we get out of here, we do need to give some special shout outs to some very special people. That being our $25 and above pledge hammers over at, over, little, 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 words hard. I was doing so well over at patreon.com forward slash Russell talk, where you can get a ton of perks, uh, all of which have various tiers. You Ooh. can see the full uncut version of Survival Series Episode 2 that went up just last week and it's at the $10 tier. It's a very fun time. You get to find out all the answers that everybody gave and which ones really stumped everybody, how long it takes Pete to answer some of those questions. And at the $25 and above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname read out on a show like this. I still don't know if the Hall of Fame music works on the recording, so I'm going to press the button anyway and hope for the best. So thank you to He's got two first names, Matt Howard. Yeah. The real boss, Matt Robinson. Yeah. Max Kurt Wallander Wallen. Yeah. Michael Jensen Radio. Yeah. Michael Mark for Life Plowman. Yeah. NJ Hornsberg. Yeah. This is some kind of Patreon shout out. Nate Drott Surname. Yeah. The Batsman, Nathan Batty. Yeah. 
the number one villain, Nikolai Martin Martin Newson. Yeah. Pizza, fiber. Brand to us. Brand to us. Thank you. Got you. Probably better than Kyle, Philip O'Reilly. That's right. The man who wears the gold. The man recognized by Soft Nation International as the 24-7 champion. Ah, legend. (laughs) Very good. Thank you, of course, to all of our fantastic pledge hammers over at patreon.com forward slash Russell Talk. Make sure that you subscribe over there as there's going to be a ton more content being rolled out this month. And next, as we get into Royal Rumble season, there's plenty that you will want to see. And that will do it for us as a duo for 2022. The house always wins. Give me your hearts. Oh, look at that. Look at that. The house always wins. Thank you very much for your support. As always, this has been the WrestleTalk podcast covering WrestleTalk's SmackDown review. We will see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.